Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. If you've had a paranormal or a spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the program, then, uh, you know, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, my email is upstateunconventional@gmail.com, but no one ever uses that one, so don't even bother. Send me a message on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. And if you like the show and you want to help me out, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You know, it really helps the show grow. Uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, and that has nothing to do with this episode, but I got a great episode about sleep paralysis. This man reached out to me, and he's got some wild experiences that I really hope you enjoy, because I enjoyed talking to him. So, with that being said, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you on the next one. Okay, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I have a special guest. Uh, this man reached out to me. He's going by Kay. And uh, Kay, how are you doing tonight? You said you had some uh, interesting stories with uh, sleep paralysis and paranormal stuff and something about a renovated hotel. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I reached out. I heard your story about um, the shadow, the sleep paralysis disguised as your kid. And um, I listened to the episode with old old scary world scary old world he mentioned uh the shadow guys that jumped into that portal out front of that house and i thought about sleep paralysis episodes i've had excuse me but when i was having the sleep paralysis i saw i saw the shadow guys once in one episode i saw a lot of other entities i saw the shadow guys once i saw the hat man during that one time everybody knows the hat man <coughs> but i've got a list of stories and i guess i'll go through them chronologically as i will but sounds I was, good man yeah i've never done a podcast before so you have to excuse me if i'm not perfect on the etiquette or whatever oh it's all good dude it's all good <laughs> i'm just happy you're here hey man happy to be here so I guess a little bit about my upbringing. I was raised very atheist, militant atheist. So I didn't, I would hear people talk about things and I think, man, you're, you're insane, you're nuts, whatever. Very um, closed off to things outside of the, the base material happenings. And that changed when I started having experiences and they, they ramped up pretty quickly. And they tapered off. I haven't had anything happen in a while. But I remember the first one I had, it was in college. I was in my dorm. And I'd woken up about five in the morning. And this is, this is like a brief, this is a real brief one. This isn't that extensive. But I remember lying down, waking up rather, waking up at about five in the morning and propping myself up on my elbow. And... I felt something like kick my arm out, push my arm out, whatever. And I hit the bed and it was bright enough in the room that I was seeing. It was summertime. So it was, it was pretty bright, bright enough in the room that I could see everything. But I hit the bed, everything gets brighter, but there's no color. It's all black and white. And that'll come up later in another one. But I hear, um, I, it sounds like a, like a UFO out of like a movie or a stupid video game or something. 
and I can't do the sound with my mouth because it wouldn't be close, but um, you, you, you probably know what the, the sound would be like. And I hear that, and I'm thinking, whoa, that's weird, whatever. I'm paralyzed, completely paralyzed. I can't move or anything. And I don't feel any sort of... Because um, I remember having heard about sleep paralysis, thinking, oh, you guys are crazy. It's just like a weird dream or whatever. And I remember having heard about, like, oh, you're terrified, you're paralyzed, you don't you can't move or do anything. And I remember that, but I wasn't terrified. It was, it was very neutral at the time when I was having it. <clears throat> and that was, was the, the first only... time you had it. Yeah, that was the first time. And it lasted hell three, se- three, four seconds, not a very long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was very neutral. There was no, there was just that sound. There was no visuals that came with it. Everything was black and white. I could see that. And that was it for that one. I moved out of the dorm. I moved into an apartment. And I don't remember when I had heard this, but that apartment apparently it had a cult in it. Interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't know how extensive the cult thing was. I heard it was a group of Asian kids who would wear robes and like kids. So it was probably nothing. It was probably, probably like nothing. a Dungeons and Dragons meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of nerds getting together and whatever. Mm-hmm. I did actually um there was actually a cult that was in the area i think it's an extensive like global thing it was uh church of the holy mother or something it's a korean cult and i knew somebody who got involved with that and a friend of a friend it was a mutual friend who got involved and somebody that she knew told me she was like yeah she'd be in her room chanting in korean and she'd have a hood over her face and she'd ball at these um live streams of some old korean like weird shit but i don't i don't connect it necessarily to what i was experiencing and was that in that uh dorm room or it was in the apartment sorry in the apartment yeah Yeah. so i mean who knows i mean it could be some residual energy going on you never know with this kind of stuff if they summon something or (laughs) it's it's weird man but yeah who knows it could have been nothing but i tend to believe when like you have like a weird what was there any weird vibes in the room or anything odd that happened aside from the sleep paralysis or so in the in the apartment i was living in there's nothing else in the dorms that happened Mm -hmm. um there were ghost stories i had heard about campus apparently there was a headless ghost that would walk around campus which who knows i never saw it i never saw no pictures or nothing there were a lot of suicides and murders around campus so um that door that sorry the apartment i lived in i think two blocks down there was a murder suicide one of the buildings caught fire uh i know there was more those are the ones coming to me right now but again it's still that like residual energy so who knows, man? Yeah, college campuses have some weird stuff going on, man. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but at this apartment is when I started having like real deal sleep paralysis with the visuals and everything, man. And there were some things I haven't had a whole lot of experiences outside of sleep paralysis that were, I guess, so dramatic. I've seen, I actually do have this story on the list. I saw a full apparition in one of my apartments. 
um i've heard voices and stuff there was um i remember one time being in the park with my friend it was fresh snow and we saw a set of like small footprints start in the middle of the creek in the fresh snow and then like walk all around the park and i got pictures of that somewhere i don't it was on an old computer i'm not sure if i'll be able to find those again but back to the sleep paralysis stuff the um that apartment i was living in i i had a like an air mattress i was sleeping on at the time and i remember the first the first real one i had in this house the first air mattress i had deflated so i got a new one it was like rigid and i like this is important for it i guess i was laying down on it sleeping i wake up but I'm not in my room anymore. I'm in a hall, like a, like a hospital hallway. I'm getting wheeled down this hallway. I feel the, the jostling of the stretcher. I see the lights going past me. I hear, I hear the wheels on the floor, all of that. It's going down this hallway. And I'm thinking, where, where the hell am I? What's going on? It felt very real. It didn't feel it didn't feel like a dream. It didn't feel like any sort of altered state. It felt like, oh, shit, I'm in the hospital or something. Now, when you when that happened, because I know exactly what you're talking about, it's you kind of like snap into consciousness and you're like, how the hell did I get here? What What is yeah. going on? And like, did you know you were sleeping beforehand or was it just like you snapped into it and you're like, was there a panic or anything like that? Or So one thing that's very... I don't know if it's unique necessarily to my cases, but I, there have been very, I think there have been two instances where I was scared or had any panic. There's a, I don't know if it's a mechanism that I'm able to utilize. Cause anytime I've had like nightmares, I had one nightmare as a kid when I was in kindergarten. I remember um, I went to the window and Beavis and Butthead were at the window, like laughing at me. And that scared the hell out of me as a kid. <laughs> And I remember it would it like haunted me for years. I would I would think about Beavis and Butthead of the window like cackling at me. And ever since that, anytime I could tell when a dream was getting dicey and I could wake myself up out of it, I'm like, ooh, this isn't gonna be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. And I think that's something that's transferred over into sleep paralysis somehow because there have been two instances where I am terrified during paralysis normally i'm like groggy and i'm like yeah okay this is this is weird i want to go back to sleep i got work or class or whatever but i'm, I'm getting wheeled down this hallway and i'm because i i have pretty vivid like not lucid but i have very vivid dreams very powerful dreams and i was thinking oh this is some weird dream very powerful weird dream and i'm being wheeled down this hallway but in between the lights i'm getting the um the flower of life, that weird sacred geometry thing flashing in my eyes. Okay. I'm like, okay, I recognize that. This is a weird dream. This, this is a weird paralysis episode because I'm trying to move and I can't. And I'm like, okay, I got, I got an idea what this is after at that point. Mm-hmm. But I end up in this like operating room and standing over me is a gray alien. He's got like a mask on like a cap and he he pulls out this syringe it's like uh i recognize it as a syringe but it looked more like a corkscrew because the handle was 
horizontal to the actual needle and he's about to do it and i i think to him like hey no not yet not yet man i'm not done here something along those lines and he thinks back like because there's, there's not actual speaking it's it's like telepathical tele- mm-hmm. telepathy excuse me and he says oh yeah you're right we'll send you back and there's like a like a click and i'm i'm back awake on my my air mattress wild man yeah wild so did it look like a standard kind of gray alien was there any distinct features or anything that you noticed there were the big eyes i remember the big eyes and the skin of course um the eyes were all blacked out he was wearing um like a doctor's like a doctor's robe robe Mm -hmm. or gown or whatever and a lot of the sleep paralysis that was a weird one in that it was directly into a paralysis or there was no transition from a dream into a paralysis state right i was gonna so when you woke up you weren't in sleep paralysis you just kind of woke up or were you in sleep paralysis so i woke up from the paralysis and i was i was like whoa i sat up okay sat up and i was thinking oh that was weird and i went right back to sleep i wrote it down in an old notebook somewhere i wrote all these down what's always so fascinating to me too is like you can write it down but there's certain ones that just stick in your head like i'm sure you wouldn't forget that (laughs) you wouldn't forget that thing no matter what and yeah man it's it's bizarre because it's like i've had that situation too where you wake up and you're paralyzed but i've also had um like scenarios that I'm just like put into and it's like you don't know how to quite explain it you're just you're in it and it's like like you can get the feels on the back of your neck like the hair standing up and everything and it's like I know I got to get out of this and it's 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 scary man but that's the the telepathy is very interesting too Um, because sorry my dogs are running around up there (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just the telepathy is very interesting because I'm trying to think back to some of my dreams and I'm trying to think if there were actually, if like we actually did speak or if it was more telepathic, but I'll think more about that as we go, but go on with your next story. Cause that, that one, what happened after that? Well, speaking about languages and everything, I, I'm a linguist and I've had dreams about languages. That telepathy incident, I going like thinking back, that's the only instance I can recall very clearly there where there was telepathy. The speaking is normally very clear for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I studied um, Turkish for a while, and I would have full dreams in Turkish where it was all spoken. Like I could see everyone speaking, I could feel myself speaking. I I've studied a lot of dead languages. And one of them, one of them was, um, was an old Buddhist, Buddhist liturgical language. And I was in a temple in a dream with these guys speaking it, and I could feel it and everything. The, the, the telepathy thing is odd to me because it's only happened once out of all the times that I've spoken or been spoken to in dreams, which is, it's, it's cool. Just a side note thing I was thinking about. Yeah. Now, just a quick question. Are you fluent in any of these languages? dead languages yeah or languages in general turkish or any of the dead languages um i speak 
I'd say four languages right now. Um, not as well as I'd like to, though. Mm -hmm. The dead languages. Um, I don't want to get too into those because it'll dox me if I if I start talking because I've done yep. I've done some weird stuff with them. Okay. No, I was just curious in the in the in the dream, like you said, you could understand and you were speaking. So like, yeah. definitely above the level that I was mm -hmm. at in okay. at here because I I, um, I I remember one dream I had. This was a weird one. I remember I was in a neighborhood. This is one of the few dreams where I was like flying, like. Um, People talk about astral projection and like I flew over my neighborhood, I spread my arms out and I jumped and I flew away. That's only happened as far as I can recall at the moment in this one dream. And I was in this neighborhood and I remember it being distinctly like, uh, like, uh, like Southwestern. It felt like I was in New Mexico or something. And I remember flying around and there were these kids who spoke it's weird, man, because I they spoke a mixture of Russian and some native language like Navajo or something. And it wasn't Navajo. They told me what it was. And there was a name for the language. And I there was like distinct vocabulary and like syntax and structure and everything that was very clear to me in the dream. And when I woke up, like it was still there for a little bit. But is, I mean, it's gone now and I'm sure it's in my notes somewhere. But it's just it's fascinating how that can I guess impress impress itself on you in any way that it does. It's just it's just very interesting. It is, and it. I'm going to ask you, what do you think dreams are? Do you do you think we do travel to a different almost dimension or something along those lines? Because it's just so fascinating to me. Like, let's say you weren't fluent in that language, but the fact that you could understand and you know that there's syntax in it and things like that is a uh, it's just incredible so it just makes me wonder like is this a different dimension different timeline who knows what are your thoughts on that i believe very fervently in fact that dreams are absolutely real in a sense they're real in i understand it entirely in my head i want to try to explain it in a way that doesn't make me sound like uh like a loony but um dream i think dreams in my experience, based on things that I've seen and done are absolutely 100% real, but the experiences are not transferable in any way that are not, uh, are not transferable in any objective way, generally. Maybe right. there are instances where they are, I don't know, I haven't had any. I've had one that was like, maybe that was, that was pretty, pretty weird. I woke up with um, three perfect circles on my shoulder once. I don't remember the dream that that would have come from, but I think that that would be very rare. But as far as their uh, reality, the, the realness of dreams, I feel that if you go there and you have memory of it, it's real in a way that is not comparable to waking life, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And that's so interesting you brought up the three perfect circles on your shoulder there um what did they look like were they like uh did it almost look like a brand in a sense or because i had a weird thing happen this pet june 2021 where i woke up I, I didn't remember the dream or anything like that but uh 
my dog was freaking out at night. I took him out. He wouldn't come back in the room. He wouldn't come back in the house for a while. And when I woke up in the morning, I had a weird, it almost looked like a bullseye, like on the back of my arm. And it, it was like, it wasn't raised or anything. It was just like, almost like a, like a suction cup mark, but it wasn't raised or it was just a perfect little thing. It looked like a scar, but it wasn't a scar. I can send you a picture of it afterwards, but I'm just curious if it was anything similar to that. It was, it was like three, three perfect circles arranged in a triangle formation, real tight grouping. And I'm trying to think, um, I got a real, real nerdy little reference for it, but I remember, um, one of the total war games, the Timurids, the Turkic group, um, like basically Mongols, they have a black flag with the three dots in that formation that I had on my shoulder. And I don't know if that's, that's, I don't know if that's the historical flag or just the one they used in that stupid game, but that's, that's the formation and the, the pattern that I had on my shoulder when I woke up. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, very, very, um, uh, very nerdy way to explain that. But that was that was what came to mind thinking about it just now. I'll have to look that reference up. But yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> it, it's just it's fascinating, man. And it's like then you hear of people that have like these premonition dreams. I haven't had anything that's been too much of a premonition. I, I've had deja vu type dreams, but it, it's just it's fascinating, man. I actually. <laughs> I actually have had one premonition dream that I remember really, um, really clearly. And this is when I was living in that first apartment. I haven't gotten to the weird motel one yet. That place was, there's something bad in that place, man. But I remember having a dream where I met a very, there was a girl in this dream who was very distinct looking. Um, and she, she was Korean and looked very distinct, like a very, I don't know what to say without sounding sounding racist or anything, but she was very like I don't know if it was a part of Korea or whatever she was from. She looked very like very sharp features and everything. And I met her that next day at work. Um, and she wasn't like a major major player in my life in any meaningful sense. It was just like I had a dream about this Korean girl and I met her the next day. That's. That's fascinating, man. <laughs> it just makes like, do we live in a simulation? Do we live in like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when I hear stuff like that, I have to wonder, it's like, why do these things happen? And then like, I always wonder too, with like background characters and dreams and things like that. It's like, uh, is it just what like, you know, mainstream psychology will tell you? It's just people we see all the time and we our subconscious fills it in, or is it mm -hmm. like, because I've tried to pay attention in the dreams and anytime I try to pay attention is when stuff starts going crazy and I lose focus and things like that. But, you know, it, it's just interesting, man. It's so interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't want to keep cutting you off. I want to. Oh, no, man. <laughs> your show, man. <laughs> I can go on I, some tangents. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. With my dreams, I don't have with my dreams and um sleep paralysis episodes out-of-body experiences all those that i've had i don't have recurring characters generally other than people in my life who are like major characters you know right. like parents family friends like they'll, they'll show up in dreams pretty frequently but i'll never have like background characters that show up often mm -hmm. 
I do have regions that show up a lot. I have, um, for a while I had, for a while I was making notes in my journal anytime like, oh, I'm at this, I call them biomes. I think there were like 15 very distinct places I would go and I would be at a different part of this biome every time. And I would recognize it as like, oh, I'm in the tundra now. Or, oh, I'm in the highway world. There's one that was just like overlapping freeways and I would be driving really fast. It was always, it was always a lot of fun, but I recognize it immediately like, oh, I'm at this like level again. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next question are reoccurring places. Um, because I don't know how many episodes you've listened to of the show, but because I, I, I hate repeating stories too much, people complain, but I always, <laughs> I always go, it happens probably once a month. I'll have a dream and I'm in this old build. I, I call it like the college. I don't know exactly. I've never been here in real life. It's an old white kind of castle building. Uh, red carpets everywhere, hundreds of rooms. And I always wake up in the dream and I'm just, I either have to get somewhere or I'm in there to meet somebody. It's, it's always a, a weird little scenario that I'm put in. And as soon as I get to my destination and open the door, that's when I wake up, but it's always this place. And I recognize I'm in this place. I know my way around this place, but I couldn't tell you, I, like, I don't know if it's a real place that I've been to. I, I, it's, it's just very interesting. I actually, one of the places I've gone is very similar to that. I, I call it college in my notes, mm-hmm. but it blends with, like there's blending occasionally. And this is one of the ones that'll blend very, um, very smoothly. And it's like a, it's like a college sometimes it's like an airport other times. And sometimes it's like a big mall, but a big like a big mall, man. One of the multi-level, multi-leveled ones with lots of stores and you could get lost in it for hours. But there's a distinct, the college I went to, there were, uh, there was a part of it that was all old limestone buildings, all old, like polished white buildings. And I see that occasionally in dreams, but it'll blend with these other two, like indoor areas. It's very weird. Yeah. And the other thing that happens to me a lot in dreams too is um, I'll be in a familiar place, like say my grandparents' house or something like that. And I'll end up finding another layer to like, I'll go up in my grandparents' attic and then I'll look behind something and there's a second attic or a stairway that goes up somewhere. And this it's usually going up. I rarely ever have like another basement or anything like that. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's like a whole nother level to this place that that's very familiar. It's almost like identical. You know what I mean? Like I can yeah. tell you, like even down to small details, of like a lamp and the carpet and things. And then you just walk around and you find this little, little door behind a coat. And it's like, I go up and it's like this whole tower or like other level. And I don't know. Have you ever had anything like that happen? Yeah, actually quite a lot. My air conditioning kicked in. Sorry if that's loud. Oh, you're good. I can't hear it. <laughs> Have you ever read um, Robert Bruce? Any of his work? No, I don't think so. He's the guy behind. It's it's called Astral Dynamics, and he's a guy. He's been having astral projections most of his life, and he's worked out like how he believes it happens, what 
constitutes an astral projection, how to induce one, what are the different levels that you can experience. And one of the first levels, I think it's called, I don't remember if it was Robert Bruce or Robert Monroe who called it this. Robert Monroe, I think, calls it locale one because that's how he explains it. But Robert Bruce calls it uh, either ethereal or lower astral where it's a reflection of the real world uh, real world this level that we're at it's a reflection of it with so like furniture and shit will be moved around in a way that it was months prior or you know if somebody had been thinking about like putting a wall somewhere else and they thought about it really intently if you're at that level you'll see the wall because i've had i used to have dreams about my i used to work at a, at a gym and I would have dreams constantly about this place, but in every every one of these dreams, the layout would be different. There was, um, it's an old, it was an old building. It's like a hundred, it was a hundred years old when I was working there. So not super old, I guess, but for a gym, you know, and I would have dreams that the pool area was where the basketball courts were and then the stairs were in different places and it was, like if I were placed there here, it would be confusing, but in the dream, I knew exactly where everything was, you know? So it sounds, that sounds like the same sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, you just know how to navigate this world. And again, is it just the subconscious because you're creating it, you know how to navigate it, or is it something, I don't know, man, it's just one of those things that I, <laughs> keeps me up at night, I guess. But like, it's just so fascinating because like I said, I've had so many reoccurring dreams at this one particular place. And like you said, maybe I'll go there and let's say like room 300 is in a different spot or like that stairwell is on the opposite end of the building, but it's still the same place. Yeah. And it's, it's bizarre, man. That and, and yeah. underground. Oh. I have a lot of underground dreams too. <laughs> <laughs> one of, one of the things I'll have with dreams is that like timeline shifts, like think it'll be on a histor different historical path than the one we're on now. The one that I've had a lot of is where the Mongols never really tapered off. So I'll have dreams where like all of Canada is Mongolia. And it'll be weird because it'll be a big metropolis. And this is another one I forgot to mention earlier, I guess, with the languages, because a few of the times, anytime I'm at this place, I see a map. I see a map of either the far north or the far south and I get like a population layout it tells me how many people are here when it is what what their ethnic backgrounds are which is weird it's a weird thing for me to get but I remember one of the first dreams I had of this all of the northern hemisphere was a gigantic like um, like cyberpunk metropolis that was all Mongolian so I remember walking around it's like Futurama, man, like flying cars, gigantic like Jetson Towers, neon signs and like Mongolian, the uh, like the old school script. If you've ever seen that, it's like sideways Arabic. It's really sick. But I remember walking around and like conducting business with people in Mongolian in this dream. And I wake up and I'm like, I don't know any Mongolian. I'll speak no damn Mongolian. That's I've had dreams where either it's an either it's a huge metropolis or there's nothing and there's like seven people in the whole place on the whole continent and I'll run into them and I'll be in a bar speak somewhere in like the middle of nowhere tundra 
and they're and it's like oh we only speak for you out here so i have weird specific languages show up in dreams and this one this biome that i see that's really interesting do you i don't know how conspiratorial minded you are but do you look into anything with like tartaria and like this old world technology and things like that i've been getting more and more into that recently um I am, I am pretty conspir- conspiratorially minded, I guess you'd say, but mm-hmm. not necessarily along those lines. That was one of the things that until recently I was like, all right, this is, this is a little out there. But I, would follow, I like the, the old scary, scary old world guy. I've been following him on Instagram. I've been seeing his posts and I dig that stuff. Yeah, it's just it's interesting to me that you're getting all these like different languages and <laughs> different places and things like that. It almost makes you wonder like, are you seeing like a, a glimpse if like like you said if that timeline didn't fall out and maybe that like empire went a different it's just interesting you know okay. uh, very interesting well there was um are you familiar at all with robert monroe you know that name yes yeah do you remember did you ever read his books i haven't read his books but I've had like four guests now come on and talk about it. <laughs> I got <laughs> to repeat myself, repeat, repeat the show here. No, it's all good. <laughs> Refresh yeah. my mind. Cause that's, um, that is the, um, shoot, the now I'm drawing a blank. Guy. Astral projection and he's uh, like the guy. Yeah. And what else? The remote viewing and things like that. He had the whole yeah. Institute for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project Stargate or whatever. But he has a whole chapter on, I think, Locale 1 is the here now, where it's like here, but everyone, like what you think, what people think, if I think there's a wall there all day, and he projects there, there's going to be a wall that he didn't know was there, like that. And then Locale 2, I think, is like the astral proper. I might be getting the order wrong, but Locale 3 is the one that stuck with me, where... For a while, he would wake up and he would see just a big hole, like man-shaped hole in his wall. And he'd peek through it and it would just be like a void, like nothing there. Mm. And eventually he worked up the courage to go through there. And he flies for a while. And I'm sorry, your viewers, if this is one that's already been gone over on the show. But this, this I think about this a lot in context to the different timelines. Um, and he, he flies and he ends up at this in this like meadow and he's or how i remember going is he anytime he's there he ends up taking control of this guy and like dicking with his life so the first time that he's there everything's going pretty well and he's he's taking notes he's like oh instead of um like electricity these people have like a weird nuclear fission sort of power like people on trains will be wearing like full uh, Homer Simpson protective, like I'm a, I work in a radio, like in a power plant and I've got to wear this big rubber suit and they're like loading glowing metal in the tubs or whatever and carts. Everybody has like, uh, like Amish buggies that are eight seats wide, like weird stuff, man. And it's funny, anytime he goes there, he's in this guy's life and it's getting worse and worse. And he's like, I feel like I'm getting in here and, and dicking with this guy's marriage every time I get in here. <laughs> but um, I don't know, I think about that. That one comes up a lot in my like personal thoughts regarding timelines and realms and all that. Because 
that stuck out that stuck out a lot to me in the book yeah and it's interesting too you brought that up because i had a guest on um where she talked about an out-of-body experience she had and she was flying around and she ended up in this house she didn't didn't know the house or anything but she was like hovering over a couple eating dinner or whatever and they like saw her and were like screaming and like it's almost like she was like the ghost in the room for a second and it makes you wonder like could you could you really travel could you like really mess with someone's life like you know what i mean and then you hear of like people doing like psychic attacks on people and things like that it's like yeah it sounds like fantasy but i don't know i mean I mean, one of the first stories in the first book he had is um, is that sort of thing. Like he he's flying around at people's houses and people are uncomfortable with him being there. So he's like, "Oops, sorry." But it's yeah. um, it's like their their non physical forms see him and are like, "You're not supposed to be here, man. Could you could you leave?" And they're still carrying on conversation with whoever they're actually with here, I guess. So it's interesting and it. There's a lot going on there for sure. Yeah, and this is completely stupid and un- it's related, but my son was watching uh, an episode of SpongeBob and I just happened to watch it with him. And it's like SpongeBob hops out of his dreams and goes into like all these other people's dreams. And he's like, <laughs> you know, messing with everyone in their dreams and stuff. And it was like, I- I'm just going to consider it a synchronicity because I've been talking about dreams so much. It was just so weird that that one came on and it was like, they're just showing this right in in like a kid's cartoon and this was like an older episode too so it's just it's it's real you know i mean it's got to be real there's there's some level of realness to it that if our government is doing research into it and things like that there's there's got to be something man but uh, um, speaking about government getting into your dreams and messing with you i mean if that's that's what i heard just now um Mm -hmm. I have had dreams that have ended in like advertisements. Have you ever seen the episode of Futurama that opens up with uh, frying an advertisement for underwear? I've seen pretty much every episode, but I, I can't recall off the top of my head. But <laughs> I, I remember a dream very distinctly. This one's this one's very goofy, but I remember um, I was in the back of the mystery machine making out with Velma nice <laughs> yeah I was, I was i was killing it man and i remember i was about to get her shirt off and i got like most of the way there and i got a i got an ad saying hey if you like this dream pay for part two insert your credit card information and i woke up i'm like damn it that's some like metaverse <laughs> stuff right there <laughs> that's wild zuckerberg getting into my dream keep me from getting laid oh my god that's too funny but <laughs> No, I I have had, and again, these were, I would just say maybe like a loose, not, not a lucid, but a very vivid dream. I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft and dude, I would like have, this is when I knew it got bad when I was like having dreams of me playing World of Warcraft, (laughs) like in real life, like I'm just sitting at my computer in the dream playing World of Warcraft, like as my characters and everything. I was like, all right, that's when you got to take a break. (laughs) I had, um, you ever heard of Vermintide? Oh, dude, that's that's um, I don't want to get into like too nerdy video game, annoying, weird, weirdo territory. But Vermintide's like it's like uh, Left for Dead, but um, 
is fantasy characters. So I'm always a dwarf with the axe slash mm-hmm. through Batman. And my buddy and I, man, we used to play through that. We would go through on the hardest difficulty and just like grind for hours, man. It was a blast. But I would go to, we would both have these dreams about like, oh, dude, yeah, I was a dwarf and I had a hammer and I was crushing Ratman. And it was, it was like frequent. I used to play Team Fortress 2. That was like the thing to do in my group of friends. And I still have dreams about Team Fortress 2. Like new maps. And I always kick ass in the dream, which rocks. Um, it'll be like a fresh map. And they're always very elaborate and very detailed. And it's like super cool, man. I'll wake up and I just like, I, I had a dream where I was a sniper on um, like new, like three Ford or whatever. It's, it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't, who hasn't played thousands of hours of Team Fortress. No, but it's, it's, it's still, it's like our subconsciouses are creating, like you said, you're creating new maps and stuff. It's, yeah, it's so fast because it kind of goes in with what he was saying with the scenario one or whatever, where you can like imagine a wall there. And then in mm-hmm. the, so again, you're just, it's just a different level of the simulation in a sense. It's like you're, you're projecting your subconscious of what you want into the dream. It's just, happens to be in a video game world you know it's it's very yeah. very interesting but um i mean we could go off on crazy tangents i want to hear about this uh this uh hotel oh hell yeah i forgot i've got a bunch <laughs> of stories you've gotten like one of them <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk about this motel man it was a motel first off it was not it was not like a nice hotel it was like a dirty motel okay not a dirty motel it wasn't like grimy like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't look at it and think somebody had been killed in there recently Mm -hmm. recently um i'm trying to think there's like a like a like a series of words that explain this there was the like the walkway and then there's the upper upper story and you open a door and you're in the apartment there's no foyer or anything it's right into the apartment and I remember i'll I'll go off on a few stories with this one because i had a few that were most of my stories are like I woke up and I had this crazy sleep paralysis thing, but these, these were a few like full waking, like, Oh shit, something's here. Um, stories. <coughs> Excuse me. I remember the first week I was there, I didn't have internet and I, um, I was way off campus too, man. I was, I would walk 40 minutes to work every day. I would walk 45 minutes to all my classes. Like, I was way out of the way, which was nice because campus was gross, greasy place. But um, I remember going to sleep that first, it was like the second day, man. And it was a studio apartment. So the, the layout is like front door, bed, uh, table, like kitchen table, and then kitchen area with sink and everything and I remember laying down and I'm not tired man I just moved into a new apartment I'm wired wide awake and I'm excuse me I am laying on my back and I hear silverware start rustling in the sink like moving around like that's not good what is that and I ignore it I'm like I'm maybe I'm tired or something I wasn't tired I'm thinking like "Ah, maybe I'm hearing things I hear it again it sounds like uh, like there's a bunch of silverware and somebody dropped a fork and kept dropping forks. I'm like, that's, that's not right. 
So I turn, I set up, I turn the light on. It's a bunch of silverware that I had just opened and hadn't cleaned yet. So I left it all in the sink. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just hearing shit, whatever. So I go back to my bed and I'm lying down. I got the lights out and I hear uh, the table was like, a, like, I'm trying to think of the materials, like, like rubber almost, not rubber, like a plastic covered plywood, like real cheap shit. Mm-hmm. And I hear sounds like a nail or something drag across the table real slow, man. And I think oh, that's nothing. That's nothing, man. Ignore that, whatever. And then I hear, so kitchen sink is where I heard it first table. It's getting closer. I hear it on the chair. I hear a, like a fingernail dragging on the fabric on the chair real slow. And I sit up and like, okay, I heard that. There, something's in here. Something's, something's messing with me. And that unsettled me. So I, I turn up the light, I turn the light on, I'm looking around, I don't see nothing. It's like one studio apartment. If anything were physically in here, I would see it, you know. Um, the biggest thing in there was usually cockroaches, and I've never heard a cockroach drag across fabric like that. And it, it sounded exactly like a fingernail dragging across fabric. And I'm like, not freaking out, but I'm like, okay, that was a little weird. That was a little weird. Um, I'm awake. I'm not able to go to sleep right now so i get on my phone and i'm using my dad and i'm like dicking around looking at snapchat or whatever just trying to get my mind off of that and about half hour 40 minutes go by and i'm thinking okay yeah i'm starting to get tired i'm gonna try to go to sleep and i think i put my phone down turn the lights out and i lay down on my side away from everything because in my mind if i'm facing away from it you know it'll stop it'll get bored right. whatever Whatever's doing that won't won't bother me. <laughs> and like, man, two or three minutes pass, and I'm I'm getting drowsy. And do I feel a finger dig into my back, run down my back, and I don't remember that night or the next morning. Like I have no memory of anything after that. Dude. That's weird. <laughs> so. I'm going to, again, this might sound a little woo to people, but I, I hear a lot of people tell stories, right? And I'm pretty sensitive to this stuff. And when I hear a story that I, I believe to be true, my eyes get watery and I get the, the feels on my back. And dude, I had that the whole time you were telling that story. So, oh, that was, that would, that was the beginning, man. That was the first thing happening. That's the worst, man. When you just, oh, man. you're just, you're just out, and then, oh man, that's that's terrifying. I can, uh, I can, the story, the play, things that happened to this place were like bad, man. Because the other, the other place was like, yeah, okay, that was scary. I can tell it as a story, but I'm like, I, I've told these stories from this place, and I'm like, I don't, this, this is just like not fun. Going going back over this in my mind, it's just like, oh, that was a bad time, dude. But. That was the that was like the second night in the apartment. So I'm like, so it started off good. It started <laughs> off real good. It it ramped up, man. Not not fast, not explosively, but everything after that was like intense. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't happen frequently, but anytime it did happen, it was like just intense, man. Like like heavy um there was one other thing i've got in my notes here um 
this is the only other one I can recall that was like full waking. Like I'm fully awake and something weird's going on. I remember, <coughs> excuse me, I'm lying down on my back and trying to fall asleep, whatever. I'm not tired. And you go, you know what hypnagogy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm getting, thinking back on it, I think it might have been hypnagogia, hypnagogic images, whatever. But I've never had them like this and I've never had them since then like this. But it was all very angry faces coming out of uh, coming out of the void at me. I got my eyes shut and I'm seeing like not mad, but like more than that, like furious. Like I personally wronged these these faces, whoever these faces belong to. They're they're very upset with me. And I'm seeing that. I'm thinking, man, man, what is this? I, I sit up. And I was just like, wipe my eyes, whatever. And I'm like, I got to sleep, man. I got class in the morning. I'm not tired. This isn't good. Lay back down. Start, you know, trying to relax or get tired. And I don't see the faces, but I, eventually I see, looks like a door opening. And there's a woman with a ponytail, like the silhouette of a woman with a ponytail rushing out of the door, like lunging at me. And I'm like, Jesus, I, I sit up. I'm like, okay. It was weird. So now are these, when you're in that state, that, that kind of like liminal hypnagogic state, it, or is this in the apartment or is this just? This is, this is in the apartment. Okay. I, I've had hypnagogia before and I don't think this is the same thing because I wasn't relaxed. I was trying to relax, but I was, right. I was still like wired. Like I was still very energetic, very fully awake. Yeah, not in that down. state. Yet. <clears throat> exactly. And I'm like, okay, I got to sleep, man. I got to get some sleep. So I lay back down. And finally, I'm starting to get, like, it's been going for so long. I'm finally like, okay, starting to fall asleep. And the next thing you know, it's like somebody's got a flashlight on my face. I see a bright light. And um, like the red that you see when there's a, with a real light on your eyes. I see mm-hmm. all of that. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I sit up. I sit up like mad, like something's messing with me. I don't know what's going on. At the foot of my bed, there's like a four foot tall, like glowing silhouette of a man. It's silver. And I get up and I squint and I see him. What the fuck is that, man? He jumps. Like he's, he knows that I saw him and he ducks under the bed. And I'm like, it, it didn't scare me. It annoyed me. Mm-hmm. I was very annoyed at this because I had to get some sleep, man. And I remember like, okay, it's gone, whatever. I lay back down and there's nothing else the rest of the night. I fall back. I fall asleep finally, like just fine. (coughs) Those were the two, um, those were the two not sleep paralysis things. There were two really bad sleep paralysis things that I remember from this apartment. And the first one, the first one that I remember happened October, (laughs) Halloween night. And then the other ones waited until like March to happen. But I remember lying down, I'm asleep. I'm asleep on my stomach, which I normally don't do. And I'm having this dream that I'm in, a, in the top of, uh, I'm in one of the top store, stories of a high-rise apartment building. I'm on like a dirty mattress in like an empty room with a big, there's this dirty mattress and there's a flat screen TV in this dream I'm having. And on the TV, I'm like paying attention kind of. 
And um, <laughs> I remember it's talking about a band Simpsons episode. It was like okay. this episode of Treehouse of Horror was so bad. We can't air it ever again. We can't believe they killed Bart like this. Or that was that was um, I remember something about Bart's dead body. And then I wake up on face down on my real bed. Mm-hmm. And um, my face is plastered to the mattress. And again, I see like a like a crimson red face staring back up at me from the mattress. My, my face is plastered to the mattress, but somehow there's enough distance that I see a face looking back up at me. And it's, it's slowly contorting, like angrier and angrier. And I'm like, oh, God, that's, ooh, that's weird. Ooh, that's not good. And I feel like a twinge of pain. And I'm back, boom, back in the apartment watching watching like a 60 minutes documentary on on uh this this trios of horror that was too bad to air and boom i'm back in my bed and i see this face and it, it keeps getting angrier man it's weird and i see it's like crimson blood red but it's transparent i could see through it and there's a crowd of guys crowd of guys in black all running from something. I don't see what they're running from, but they're running. The impression I have is they're definitely running from something and I see it and I'm thinking, oh, this is weird. And the pain that I felt the last time I was in the physical is worse. It's it's like, it's like crushing almost is the closest thing I can think of to it. And boom, I'm back in the dream and I feel it still in the dream now. Like it's, it's in both worlds and I'm like twisting and pain hearing about the Treehouse of Horror episode still. And I remember going back one more time and I don't remember anything from this one. I remember being in pain and that face and I wake up and I'm, it's all, it's all gone, right? I'm back in my apartment, fully lucid, fully aware of where I am and what's been going on. <coughs> Excuse me. And I go to the bathroom And I look at myself in the mirror. I don't see anything, but I get this real, this real bad feeling, man. Like something is there with me and it's like it's targeting me or something. Like there's a really bad feeling at at this moment. It's real quick. It doesn't stay. And it subsides and I'm able to get out of the bathroom. I go back to bed. I fall back to sleep pretty easy. But that was that was that whole one, and there were two more. Now, did the did the pain no. stay when you woke up? Did you still no. feel it? No. no. Okay, so the pain. Not, I don't remember the pain staying. I remember waking up and it was all gone. But I was like, "Whoa, that was that was bad." Yeah. Yeah. The the that was one of that was, I think that was the first time where I felt like terror during one of these episodes, and the next one. The next one sounds like something out of a movie or something, and I don't, um, I don't want to present it like all oh, sensational or whatever. I mean, it was it was weird, and the imagery was very vivid and very like gruesome for this next one. This is the one that happened in March. I think it was March. This was like five years ago. Um, I remember waking up. There was a oh yeah, there was a dream. In the gym, that gym I worked at, there were the uh, 
I remember I was in the men's locker room, which in this dream, you had to go into the women's locker room and through a tunnel to get into the men's locker room, but it was surrounded by a, it was surrounded by four, like four walls covered in mirrors. So you had to get through the mirrors to get through the tunnel to get to the correct locker room. And I remember one of the mirrors opened up. Like it didn't come off the hinge, like the mirror itself opened up and a great, like a, like a rotted hand came out and waved at me. And I thought, I felt the chill and I thought, oh shit, something's about to happen. And I wake up on my side, facing the kitchen. And there's, there's like a click. And suddenly there are, I'm, I don't know, I don't, can't remember if I was getting images in my head or if I was seeing it. But it was all black and white and there were there was like half a dozen girls in my kitchen with they were like clawing at their mouths trying to pull their jaws off and the whole they were all wearing white covered in blood and there's a grunt like i hear i hear them screaming and they're getting closer and i'm thinking oh shit I like it's like getting closer slowly not not very quickly and I hear over, over this, over their screaming and they're like howling, there's like a chainsaw sound almost like rattling metal that I hear as the backtrack to all of this. And there's a gremlin or something sitting on my shoulder that I hear, I feel him breathing in my ear. And this goes on for like, for like 10 seconds, like 10 full seconds of them coming closer to me, the, the rattling metal. And this thing gets closer and closer and I feel the, the breath getting hotter and it starts just shrieking. And I remember thinking like that, that, uh, that dream mechanism I mentioned earlier kicked in where I was, I was, I felt that I was supposed to be terrified, but I was like, okay, this is like bad. I recognize it as bad, but I know that I've got a full day of like shit I got to do. I just get this over with so I can, you know, wake up and do whatever. And it eventually subsides and I'm like, like, Jesus, that was a bad one. But I don't, I don't feel any worse for wear for it. And then a few days later, man, I had never, normally all the paralysis episodes that I'd had before, there's usually a break of a month or two in between anything happening. <clears throat> so this one was bad. And I was like, okay, whatever. That was you know, every few months I can handle that. Like three days later, man, I had a dream. I don't remember the dream, but I wake up and like that first episode that I had with the UFO sound, I'm on my side, propped up on my elbow. And I remember being groggy, like I, like I had just woken up. And normally I think that's in me, that's like a defense, like I'm groggy. Like I just woke up and like, yeah, you're trying to scare me, whatever. I'm tired. Just get it, get it done, man. But I feel something. I feel a chill go from my feet up to my neck. And I was like, oh shit, this one's going to be different. Was the, the immediate impression gets to my neck, kicks my elbow out and I hit the bed. The girls are all back and they're all, they're laughing. They're smiling and laughing, still covered in blood. The chainsaw is still going, whatever the fuck that was. It sounded like a chainsaw. That's what I wrote down in the notes. Like it sounds like a, like an old chainsaw. 
And this gremlin thing, it's all at the same time, man. These things, these girls are coming at me laughing. They're smiling, but their eyes aren't smiling, if you know what I mean. Yep. And it's all at once. And I remember this is the only time in any of these paralysis episodes where I was like, oh, fuck, man, this one, this one's bad. I remember like, I had never tried to scream during any of these. I had never felt the impulse to like yell out or anything. This is the only time where I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I, I, something, something help me. Get, get me out of here. And I think it was that kick that like woke me up from the groggy state or something. But this is, it was nasty. It was only like five seconds, but it was, it was like all like full, both barrels, man. And I remember, I remember waking up from that and that, that terror, that scared the shit out of me, man. I remember for a full hour after that, at least, man, that, that fear from that weird Halloween one where I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, I, like, I'm scared. That only lasted a second. This lasted for a full hour. There was like a primal, like deep, deep in my instincts feel that like, if I get off the bed, something's going to get me and it's, it's going to enjoy it was the impression of that. And it was just, it was nasty, man. I don't know. After that, I never had any more. I had, I don't know what switched, but I think I found like the, the threshold of what I was willing to endure in that environment. Mm -hmm. But the trigger for that, I remember, was the chill going up my feet. So anytime, there were three times after that where I would feel that. And like instinctually, I would go, no, 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 that's not happening. And I would start kicking and punching and shit, just like trying to trying to get out of that. And it worked. And I haven't had any, I've had one sleep paralysis episode at all since that. And it was pretty mild. And it was years later. But those, those are the, the real bad ones I'd had at that apartment. Yeah, that's... That's very intense. Um, the fact that it like knocked your arm down is pretty crazy. It's like, no, you need to watch this. And yeah, I, I mean, do you think, again, this is woo woo stuff, but like, do you think this is like demonic when, when these things happen? I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know what I would term it. Definitely like evil, bad, something along right. those lines. But um, it definitely felt like an attack. It didn't feel like maybe an attack of opportunity because I was uh, just not able to defend against it or something. And whatever was there was like, oh, we're going to get him. <laughs> we're going to get him. Yeah. It's... But because the other ones I've had, I've had some that were like, I was, there was one I remember. Um, like the shadow men, when I had them, I had one, I don't think I told that story, but I did have the shadow men, but they didn't, they weren't terrifying. It felt like they were there and they were like, they were doing a test or something almost like it, it didn't feel uh, malicious, but they did. Yeah. It's this felt malicious. This felt like targeted and deliberate and like malicious is the word I think of when I'm, when I'm explaining it or trying to yeah. articulate it and it's very similar for me when I I never saw the hat man but I would always like it's very weird because like 
whenever I sleep with my back towards the door, I've noticed is when they happen, you know? And I don't know if there's something to that, if there's like certain protocols you can do, but whatever. I would always sleep. If I ever slept with my back towards the door is when this is in my house growing up. That's when they would happen. And I would kind of roll over and then be like frozen to the bed. And I could see just a big mass. It wasn't ever in like a shape, a human shape or anything. It was just a big black hole, basically, just standing in the corner of the room. Oh, man. And the first... <laughs> first time I saw that I was absolutely terrified and then it kind of got to the point because it happened a lot I mean at, at certain points I was I'll tell you the first time I had sleep paralysis too which was very bizarre I've never told that story but I would have them almost once a week at certain points and it was just like it got to the point where you just you just ride it out you know what I mean you're just like okay yeah and after the first couple times of seeing the big black mass in the corner of the room, it just got to the point where it's like, okay, that's there. And then your mind starts yeah, kicking do you, in. Do what you need to do. I need to get exactly. over so I can go to sleep. Exactly. And it's just like you, you just get out of it. And you learn little tricks like, okay, you know, kill Bill, wiggle your big toe or whatever, you know? And it's like you, you just get out of them. But, dude, the first sleep paralysis experience I ever had, I was – either 11 or just turned 12 I was in seventh grade and uh we had just moved into this house and you know not to promote my own show but you can listen to my second episode with my brother he talks about some of the crazy shit he went through uh in that house you remember that one and uh so you say it was malicious and this very first one i feel was very malicious and i've never talked about it but i woke up and sorry if this is a little graphic folks, but I woke up in my, because that when we first moved in, I had my bed on a different part of the room and I woke up and something was squeezing my balls. Right. And I was completely frozen and it was just like twisting them. And I was like, just gasping for air. Like didn't know what it felt like. Something was sitting on top of me doing that. And I tried to scream. I finally got the words dad out eventually and it all kind of went away my dad came in and he gave me the talk like he's like oh you know you were riding your dirt bike and maybe maybe you just hurt yourself and (laughs) whatever (laughs) it's like but the pain was still there yeah after it and that's what freaked me out and i i didn't know what i didn't see anything but it felt like there was something sitting on me and just twisting and it was like i mean as a guy, you know what it's like to get hit in the balls, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was like just that, like, breathless feeling. And I, I don't know how to explain it, man. It was just terrifying. And But the fact that, like, the pain stayed for, like, a good, like, couple minutes afterwards. And then I, I didn't get back to sleep that night. And it was just weird. And then kind of like you said, it was almost like that maybe was that, like, the threshold? Because everything else was terrifying. But... Nothing mm-hmm. was ever physical, you know, like nothing ever felt like it came through. I, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Um, again, never saw anything in there. That never happened again. Some people have, you know, I've talked about it with people not on the show, but they've said maybe it was like a succubus or something like that. I don't know. It was just very bizarre. But yeah. And then after that, it just it ramped up 
to at some points it was like almost every night or every other night for short times you just wake up frozen and it's like okay but everyone just tells you it's a dream so you're like all right i guess it's just a weird nightmare Mm -hmm. and then uh as i started getting older and looking more into stuff and i started hearing like stuff on youtube and people are talking about how they're like demonic attacks and things like that and i don't necessarily believe it's a demonic attack all the time but i do feel like there's a spiritual nature to it oh, and yeah. you you had said that you were raised very atheist i wasn't raised atheist but we didn't go to church or anything like that and uh i'm just curious what before we go into any more stories what are your uh kind of spiritual beliefs now if you don't mind getting um, that a little bit. No, that's cool. Um, I guess I'm trying to think, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess the closest thing to it is very um accepting that it all exists, but that there is a a method to it. There's a way to approach it in a way. There's a there are ways and methods to approaching other levels of consciousness and layers of, of being and everything that. I don't know, you could make it make sense to somebody who's very atheist or whatever, like, um, it all came out kind of word salad, but the way that, um, I really like Robert Bruce, the way that he explains things, he's very, um, Robert Bruce and Robert Monroe, both for that, for that matter, the, the, the very matter of fact, there's not a lot of conjecture to it, it's, it's very, here's what happened, here's why it happened based on this hypothesis I put together. And I like that, I guess that's what resonates most with me. Um, if that all makes sense. And there's one really particular thing Robert Bruce talks about called astral feedback. I, I, I guess I believe that the way I do because I've experienced things that confirm what I've read in their their books but there's one thing called astral feedback where if you are in if you're consciously in your astral form or another form and you look at another one of your forms or if you are too close you will uh pay for it in some way there was one dream i had i remember i was in i was sleeping on the floor on my back and i was having a dream that i was in like a jetson's dome house like weird and I remember couldn't get comfortable in the dream so I'm rolling around man I'm rolling to the side I'm rolling to this side I'm like what if I do a backflip I bet that'll make me comfortable like that 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 was in my head of the dream so I do a backflip from the floor because it's a dream right and I, I'm in this energy body that is a very distinct vehicle that I am inhabiting in this dream but then it fate like the the Jetsons <laughs> the Jetsons world sort of fades away, man. I mean, I'm looking, I'm above myself on the floor, looking at myself through like a prism. It's like a rainbow prism, and there's a slit that opens up that I'm looking through. And I'm looking down at myself, and my eyes on the floor, me on the floor opens his eyes and looks back up at me. And I'm looking down at myself, looking up at myself, looking down at myself. And that's that repeats, right? ad infinitum and the way he explains it is that when you download the memory of that into your physical brain it can't like that experience doesn't compute it doesn't make sense to the brain like the the uh it doesn't fit the analog so 
right? It I doesn't remember fit the physics of this reality. So it's yeah, like our brains have to like, and, and sorry to cut you off, but this is something no, I ask everyone too. Um, when you're in these dreams, uh, are you in the first person or the third person? This dream was first person. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I think all the ones I've told you have been first person. I don't do a lot of like third person dreams. The reason I ask is because I've had some dreams that were very lucid. I'm not going to say they, they weren't sleep paralysis or things like that. They were very lucid, but <clears throat> there's, there's moments in the dream. And I've heard people explain uh, tripping on like acid or uh, mushrooms and stuff in the same way. You can see both. It's like I'm in the, the first person. I can see my hands. I see through my eyes, but I'm also seeing like this. I had a guest call it the cosmic view where it's like, you can see through your own eyes, but you also see yourself and the surroundings. And I don't know, have you ever experienced anything like that? The, the, the one I'm talking about now with the, the feedback where I was in the astral and on the floor, that's the closest one. That's the closest one I can think of right now. There mm -hmm. was one, I've never done any drugs or alcohol. I don't know what any of that feels like. So I can't, I can't put myself to that experience. Mm -hmm. All I have is dreams and sleep paralysis and stuff. Same, was... I've never, never done any psychedelics. So it's always interesting to hear people that have, because it's like, <laughs> that sounds kind of familiar to something I've experienced. <laughs> there was, um, I had a dream once, man, that kept going into deeper dreams. And this is one of the ones I was lucid in, which was a trip, man. And I don't can't I can't even remember all the damn details, and I don't know where I wrote it down. That kind of pisses me off. I remember one part of it very vividly. I'm like posed up with my arms out, splayed out like this, and I'm floating above a highway in the night. And I remember being like four dreams deep and totally lucid. Like, man, this is this is weird. <laughs> and that's that's the, the extent of it that I remember right now, or without looking at my without finding that entry but i don't get i don't get too many glimpses of that most of my stuff's pretty just like uh surreal imagery outside of sleep paralysis stuff honestly yeah but the whole the multi-level to it the big sleep paralysis lucid dream i had that woke me up and uh, you might have heard this story but I'll just give you the cliff notes. I can, I can tell you afterwards, but it's because everyone's heard it already a million times. But uh, basically, I woke up in a dream, became conscious that I was in this dream. And this lady's telling me I was in a car accident. Okay. Well, I was in a lucid dream first where I was jumping around uh, and like flying and I hit my head on the sky. <laughs> okay. And that <laughs> got knocked out. I woke up in this place all in white and this lady's telling me i was in a car accident and i wake up and i'm like all right no I, I definitely wasn't in a car accident and then i go to get out her face starts morphing turns very demonic looking i run for the door boom i'm in another dream now i'm in a um i'm in a conference room and there's like 10 or 12 people standing around a table and they're handing me a piece of paper to sign and when i I snap into like consciousness as I'm about to sign this piece of paper and I can't read anything on this sheet. It's all, it, I don't know if it's in a foreign language or if my brain just wasn't commute, computing it, but I just see sign here mm -hmm. and I, I snap into it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to sign this. 
and everything kind of stops. It's like the record skips, right? And everyone's like, well, what do you mean you're not going to sign this? And they all start looking at me and I'm like, I'm not signing this. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we've been working on this deal, blah, blah, blah. And then same thing as the more I start resisting, their faces start morphing and twisting into this very similar to the first woman's. But this time, the best way I can describe it is like a mix between like Darth Maul and like an orc from Lord of the Rings. Oh, dude, I don't like that. No, it was it was terrifying. <laughs> so like it was the most natural, unnatural thing I've ever seen. It's like their faces just turned into this. But in this conference room, they all had different colors like painted on their face, almost like a war paint or something. And uh, so their face, once their face is fully like morphed and they're like, why won't you sign? The voices are very deep and like demonic sounding. I'm like, I'm not signing it. And I like push my way off the table and boom, I snap into my bed and I'm in full sleep paralysis. And this one lasted for a good, like two, three minutes. And I just couldn't move. <laughs> oh, that's nasty, dude. It was, that one is the one that like, cause I mean, I always had 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds sleep paralysis. And mm -hmm. it happened so often. I kind of trained myself to look over to my clock and see and it never lasted more than a minute this one was intense this one like three minutes went by that's gnarly man <laughs> i don't like that now the, was, the faces when faces start contorting that gets me yeah like it was that. it was creepy man it was it was bizarre and i have episodes where i go into more detail with those but that's pretty much the gist of it and it's just i don't know that one woke me up because that happened the night I was, I was doing stuff. I used to be a teacher. So I was fin I finished my student teaching and I was uh, going to turn in my portfolio. So I was up to like four o'clock in the morning working on shit. And then I turned it in the next day and I didn't talk about that one for probably like three or four months, but it, it got me really looking into like the spiritual aspects of like sleep paralysis. Cause it felt, you know, some people say, have told me, Oh, it was just, because I never really wanted to be a teacher. It was like, oh, you were just, you didn't want to sign your life away to be a teacher and blah, blah, blah. But I, I just know there was a deeper meaning to that. And I'm still trying to figure it out to an extent. But those characters, the uh, I call them the generic businessmen because they, they had familiar like face or generic politicians. They had like familiar faces, but I couldn't, you know, tell you who they were or anything like that. Yeah. But they, they appeared in probably six or seven other dreams after that. And it got to the point where I could literally, like, I would see them, like, coming in, and I would just tell them no. And they would just turn around oh, and walk man. out. I don't like that. <laughs> it, it was weird, dude. It was it's weird. weird man. Um, I don't know how much time you have left, but if you got any other stories. I'm having a good you. time, man. I'll keep going. Okay. If you, if you got to go, just uh, we can always do a part two, man. Hey, man, I'll let you know what's going on. I'll, I'll keep going for a little bit. Okay. That made me think i've had I'm trying to think what i was just thinking sleep paralysis they're not always bad for me when i've had them i've had because i've had the shadow man like that was a wild one i'll tell that one real quick there there was one that it seemed like the entity that was there was almost friendly like it i didn't get um any sort of bad energy offer mm -hmm. but the, the shadow man one was wild um, I'll tell I'll tell that real quick because I it's a fun story. <laughs> I had a dream. I was in a dream, 
and you know what AutoZone looks like? This big glass windows and yeah. all in there. I was at. It wasn't AutoZone, but it looked like AutoZone, like that style, that architecture. And I was in there buying a box of grenades and like ammunition. And I was like stocking up or something. And I'm like, I'm stoked. And I'm in a good mood. I'm like, yeah, I got my grenades finally. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time, man. And I get outside and it's dark, man. It's middle of the night. And <clears throat> there's one, I'm in the middle of nowhere. So the, the like Midwest in a field somewhere. So a middle, like Midwest, it's pitch black. The only light is, I remember the moon, the auto zone where I was buying grenades and then a single street light where I was parked under. And I was in like an old wood paneled station wagon. That was the car that I had in this dream. And I remember opening the back up, loading this box of grenades and ammo in. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is, this is awesome. What a good purchase. And I'm in like a, I'm like super stoked about it, man. Slam the door shut. And in the reflection on the glass, I see, I see damn flying saucer. Like way off in the distance, red lights on it. And it's going fast. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to chase it. Hell yeah, I'm going to chase this thing. So I hop in the station wagon and I'm, I'm hauling down the street, man. I pull out go right to the left and it's I'm going down this way down this like country road middle of midwest only lights now are the the ufo and my headlights and the full moon and as i'm going along the road it's off to the right and it's it's like coming closer diagonally and i keep peering and it's getting closer it's huge man this thing's like city blocks like massive it throws down a tractor beam and I'm realizing like, oh shit, at this, this speed, this rate, I'm going to be in the beam and then I'm in it. And I wake up on my back and I got a hand around my throat and I'm awake. There's a hand around my throat, throwing my head back and forth, like fast, like hard, man. And I, I got a pretty strong neck and I couldn't, I used to do like wrestling bridges. Um, like weird exercises. So I was, <laughs> I have a pretty strong neck and I was remember trying physically to stop this thing. And I couldn't, but it, it's, a, and I see like a black mass over me, like guy shaped roughly boom, 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 throwing my head back and forth. And every time I've come in neutral, I see over right. So he's facing me be over his left shoulder in the corner of the room, the man in the hat, like nine feet tall, standing there. I see, I think, I think his arms are crossed is what I see. Wide brimmed hat, just watching, man. And I'm getting roughed up, but it doesn't feel like, it's weird, it doesn't feel malicious. It feels like, uh, I don't know, if you're doing a test, like, yeah, hey, let's see if his neck's really that strong or something. I don't, I don't know. Or, or like, maybe in that dream. <laughs> like they had to wake you up at that point like wake them up <laughs> you know you don't want to get on that ship they're gonna probe you right no I, that's, <laughs> that's wild i mean i've heard people's experiences were with the hat man and there's been some type of minion in the room with them or like mm -hmm. it's like the hat man's in the corner and then there's something else so that's that's really really interesting but the, the weirdest thing about this i guess 
is this was before I had researched any of this. I didn't know about the hat man. I wouldn't have known about the the henchman or whatever. It just happened like that. Like I, I had never, I knew what sleep paralysis was. This is one of the earlier experiences. This is the second, I think this is the second one I ever had. And it's just, I, I hadn't looked into it. I knew about shadow people. I didn't know about the guy with the hat and henchman and everything, but it's a trip, man. Are, dude have you seen the hat man since no the only entity i've seen repeated in sleep paralysis were the the girls in the dresses with the blood and everything mm-hmm. those are the only ones i've seen twice i've seen shadow guys there was a crimson woman i saw um you ever played soul caliber oh man there's um <laughs> let me try to explain this guy real quick his name is assassin I think it was his name. I think that it was Assassin. They just named him that. And he was dressed like uh, like a Persian warrior or something. He had real loose-fitting clothes, like a, like a vest, um, and a, like a kafia turban, whatever, covering his face. And I saw something like that with like a big sword in one, one of the sleep paralysis. I woke up and that was there standing over me. Um I don't think there were any other ones. I haven't. Those are the ones that I remember right now. That I know that the only one that was repeated was the the girls. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting, though. So how did like how did that one end? Like <laughs> with the neck where he's just tossing your. Oh, head dude! Back it, and... it just went on for like fifteen seconds, and then it ended. That's crazy. It was 15 seconds of me getting my head whipped back and forth and not being able to do anything. And then it just, it was done. That's wild. And then did you fall back asleep after that? Or were you just like, what the hell hell happened? I think that was one of the ones where I was like, I must just be tired. I went back to sleep and I didn't think much of it. That's crazy, man. Well, I know you said you only had about an hour and a half and we're, right at that mark now but uh okay thank you so much for uh taking the time to share some of your stories man this was awesome and uh, yeah man thanks for having me i really appreciate it and who knows maybe we'll do a part two if you think of any more i've got plenty if you got if you don't mind having me back on oh for sure man (laughs) for sure but uh for tonight we'll wrap it up here thank you again for coming on and uh i will talk to you real soon have a good one man and that's the show folks i hope you enjoyed it if you did enjoy it you know what you can do you can get off your lazy arses and leave me a five-star review on apple podcast hey that being said thank you to each and every one of you who listens i love you all i'll see you on the next episode <laughs>